Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Yasin, and I'm joined by Kevin. Hello, hello. And Brody. Tall. What was that? You had a cough or something? Or? That was that was, that was my rider jump. Uh, I thought you just had like, you know. Next time I'll just play the cyclone sound. I thought you just inhaled some like pepper or something. Just like, <laughs> kind of That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> Whoops. Well, happy anniversary, common rider. <laughs> uh how's everybody going? How's everybody doing? How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? That's the one. Doing okay. Uh about to have a few more days left before I go on winter break. Nice. Uh I'm I'm I I got Spider Man on the brain and not much else, but I I'm gonna talk about Toko anniversaries tonight. <laughs> I dude, I uh I want to go see Spider-Man, but I don't want to risk it, so I'm not going. That's fair. My friends were my friends were able to find a mostly empty theater tonight. So how? I I have no clue. I guess everyone who wanted to see it, uh, or on the on the first two days, just like bought all their tickets before all the show times were made available. Yeah, I guess just to uh, let people know when we're recording this, we're recording this on the Friday of. The premiere of Spider-Man, so that's Spider-Man No Way Home, and I, that's amazing that you can find an empty theater because, man, everything is sold out. But I mean, I just I wasn't gonna go. I was thinking about going before all this like Omicron crap started, and now I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna do it, even though I just got like fully boosted. Oh, I just got my booster today, dude. That's risky, but hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Stay uh, safe. Yeah, stay safe, dude. Gonna do my best. But yeah, I've, it's gonna be a long, however many months it is until Sony decides to put it on digital. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you, Kevin. <sighs> I mean, Toei Spider-Man is getting an anniversary. Next year will be his 45th anniversary. Is it really? Yeah, it came out in 1978. That is so awesome. Will be 45. Wait, isn't that wouldn't that be twenty twenty three? Yes, next year. Wait, what year is this? Oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, listen, a year and one month. <laughs> a year and one month. <laughs> so if you haven't so our topic for today is gonna be we're going to talk about tokusatsu anniversaries because apparently 2021 is just a big, huge year for toku anniversaries from all over the, the the genre, really. Yep. The funny thing is, like, even though this... So, like, this year's the big one because it's, like, franchise anniversaries. Like, every franchise has a big uh, fifth anniversary sort of thing. Um, but it's funny because like every year from na- from just like now and forever, every series is going to be constantly having a fifth anniversary at- of some kind. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like it's always fun to s- it's always funny to see like uh, I think I saw a post recently, maybe yesterday, the day before, where someone said like, "Oh, it is the uh, 18th anniversary of the release of Godzilla against Mechagodzilla." And someone replied, like, oh, right, this is the month where this is the anniversary for every Godzilla movie. Because, like, most Godzilla movies come out in December. So, oh. so like, and it's the same thing with, like, Tokusatsu. Like, 
February is always going to be, it's going to be a huge anniversary for both like Sentai and Kamen Rider. Uh, September and October are going to be the same thing for Kamen Rider. Ultraman, I, it's like, I guess uh, July is a lot of anniversaries. For the current string of um, release dates, yeah. Yeah, so, the, so like there's specific months that just like every season has like, every, like every other season has like a, anniversary of some kind so Mm -hmm. uh but yeah 2021 a big year for a lot of franchises uh let's start talking about them uh first up let's talk about something that unfortunately i'm not very uh familiar with but it's uh girls heroine yeah girls girls heroine um Mm -hmm. yeah so this is a series that is celebrating its fifth anniversary in 2021 um this year has been directed by uh acclaimed director Takashi Miike. Um, I'm not familiar with all of his works, but you know, he's he's definitely um, made a lot. And Girls uh, Heron has, um, you know, celebrating strong its fifth year this year with Bitomo X Bitomo Senshi Kiramiki Powers. Uh, for anyone who is not familiar, um, this year's season is video game has a video game motif. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, to add on to the whole coincidence, um, Ukyo Matsumoto, who played Comrade Snipe in Exade, uh, he has a supporting role in this series. Oh, cool. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, part of how they fight is they have uh, these little chips called memories, which they use to transform. Mm-hmm. And uh, because this is the fifth anniversary of the Ghost Heron franchise... Uh, they've been bringing back a lot of um, past actresses to reprise their roles, and you know to you know help out the current team. You've yeah. seen this a lot in Sentai and uh, Rider as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they you know we're at a point in the series where they're about to get the team is about to get their power up, and their power up is based on you know the powers of the past series. So wait, so they're already doing the Ultraman thing where they get powers based off other powers, and that's all the powers they get. It, it it's not it's not in the it's not in the same rate like okay. um series like uh, uh like Rube for example or Orb you know that's that's part of that's part of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, for making powers, it's really just more of it's not like it's not like a form change or like different attacks like we see in Ultraman. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, here the powers combined. Um, this is how we get, this is how we get our power up forms. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So uh, we also have a string of returning actresses coming up in the next few episodes. Uh, on the twenty sixth, Sarai from Love Petrina is going to have a guest appearance. Then, then we go back to Phantom Mirage for January sixteenth. Um, one of the characters from Majo Majo Puris, the second series, uh, is going to be appearing on the 30th of January. And the series is going to go back to the very first series by having Huka from Miracle Tunes make a guest appearance. Cool. I, <laughs> again, I don't know anything about this show, but it's really cool that they are bringing that a lot of the old, uh, the Brit- Actors are returning for their for this. Yeah, theme. I mean, also like, 
um, you know, unlike today's series where, you know, the, the cast is young adults, um, the cast of uh, the Girls' Heron series are, like, teenagers. Okay. So, you know, having them come, you know, having, going all the way back to the very first series uh, five years later to come back uh, okay, for yeah. the anniversary. No, it's very different. It's not, it's not impossible to pull off, but, you know, Teenage years are a busy time, whether uh, you're an actor, yeah. actor or not. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see that because like with with like magical girl stuff, it's one thing when it's anime, and it's another when it's like tokusatsu where they're still trying yeah. to do like the middle school girl thing. Yeah, I mean, like for Precure, um, you'll have mo- team up movies all the time. Oh yeah, have, like two or three or four series even. So like seeing that, seeing that in real life for Chris uh, Heron is definitely a a cool um, milestone to reach. I I really appreciate Girls Heroine for what it tries to for 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 the what it tries to be for for trying to really dedicate itself to being that li- the live action magical girl, uh, uh, live action magical girl Tokusatsu show, and just like really lean into that. And do all the things that people appreciate Magical Girl anime for, but like in Tokusatsu. And I, I appreciate it for that. And I've really been wanting to watch it. It is not properly subbed in English anywhere. Um, the cl- like the closest you get is um, I there are there are these French subs, and you can like use Google Translate on this on the on the video files, and it it turns the subs English, but like machine translated English. So like. There's that, and then there's also, like, I, I think you're the one who told, or I forget if it was you or George, one of you told me about the fact that there's, like, an international uh, adaptation of Girls' Heroine. Yeah, Miracle Tunes had a European adaptation. Was it only Miracle Tunes so far? It's only, it was only Miracle Tunes. Okay. But uh, I, I think it, I, from what I, from what little I read about it, it did relatively well for a series of its type and it was dubbed in multiple languages because Europe is a very you know language diverse uh continent right interestingly though um trying to watch it on TV you're it's literally in the t- same time slot as superhero time oh wow uh, so they're competing and in some way yeah I mean the audience is clearly very different but right they do right. occupy the same time slot on Sunday interesting that's that's a fascinating strategy. Yeah, and then um, then you have Ultraman, which you know airs on a different day altogether. True. Uh, speaking of Ultraman, if we're if we're if we unless there's anything else to say about Girls' Hero, no, no, we, we can move on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> all all I have left to add is just I've I've always been interested in getting into Girls' Heroine. Because I, I really like Magical Girl anime. And mm-hmm. um, I I think, uh, what, what was it? Um, the second, Ma, 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 Majo Pires? Majo Pires. Majo Pires. Yes, I, I was really interested in checking that one out because I liked that transformation more than any of the others I had seen. Um, mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> figure, of course, that's how I judge a show sometimes. Um, but uh, I'm fascinated to check out uh, Kira Meki Powers doing the video game thing because, like, I love I love video games. I love X Aid, uh, and I think that it's 
awesome that just five years in, they're going into that kind of theming for Girls Heroine. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like this isn't me trying to, like, put anyone into a box or anything. But, like, if we're talking about how companies are judging their audiences, um, usually video games are seen as a as a male-oriented thing for, you know, a thing for boys. Um, and so I really appreciate seeing Girls Heroine uh, go into the video game theme so early in its franchise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And since Jazz gave away my segue, let's talk about After Man. <laughs> I just didn't want to cut off the conversation in case, you know, Brody wanted to say something else about it, which apparently he did. So I was in the right. You were in the wrong, Kevin. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. It's Listen, I may not have the, the, the knowledge of girls' heroin. I just have the commentary and opinions. You have opinions on a lot of things, though. I do. I listen. <laughs> Speaking of opinions, that's a bad segue. Anyway, Ultraman has their big celebration this year, which is their 55th yep. anniversary of the entire franchise. Yep, 55th. Oldest between it, Rider, and Sentai. Though, like, the Ultra series technically started in 1965 with Ultra Q. But Ultra right. Man started in 66, so that's what makes it the 55th, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah Ultra Q is very much of a sci fi monster series. Yeah, you know, yeah. Something closer to, like, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen like, half of the show, and it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And you get back into it. But Ultraman franchise. The so, man. They, so they are having a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Larger than life. <laughs> for one, uh, the currently running series, Ultraman Trigger, is a celebration of uh, the series and of Ultraman Tiga specifically. New Generation Tiga. Yep. And Tiga came out, is that 20 years ago? No, 20. 25 years ago. Uh, 96, 96, yes. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be 25. So who's who's watching Trigger? And what do y'all think of the show so far? I mean, we're not gonna, we're, we may do a, a proper review I at fall, some point. I've fallen off the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. But I know that oh. Trigger is wrapping up very soon. I think next week, I believe. Yeah. I have been meaning to go ahead and do, like, a full binge of, of Trigger. Because I, I was... I was trying to watch week- weekly, but once they started doing like two, like, like, su- like what well, they had like two weeks of recap episodes in a row where something must have happened. But regardless, they had recap episodes like twice in a row. And I was like, well, what episode was I on again? I don't remember anything. I don't feel motivated to watch. Yeah, the, the, the main recap, the most significant recaps were episodes, the third and fourth weeks. And that was over the Olympics. Ah, uh, yeah. See that. But then that's they had really like another time. one or two. Afterwards, yeah, they had right? one more that with that um that centered around Maduro, where you know Maduro was you know narrating for the majority of that episode. Mm-hmm. And I think they had another one like two weeks ago. Jeez. Yeah. No. Something. Something's up on uh, Tsuburaya's side for this season, and it's it's sad. It is it is sad. I I can't get over the fact that it was the third and fourth episodes that they did recaps for because like nothing happened yet. <laughs> no, nothing happened. I didn't get a chance to get invested. 
of course I fell off watching after that. And it's it makes me sad because uh, the first two episodes gave me some hope that it would be a fun time. And uh, I wasn't super hype about Zet last year, but I, I liked it enough that I, 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 I spoke highly of it in my review on it. And I, I really liked the characters, even if the story wasn't as much my cup of tea. Mm. Um, I'm I'm interested in seeing what Trigger does, because it seems to be m- much more story-oriented, or at least it looks like it's setting itself up to be from the from the little bit I've seen. I, I question mark. <laughs> what do you what, what do you guys what do you think? It tries very very hard. I am like you that I dropped off of it, but I mean, part of it was because of the weird amount of uh, <laughs> early recap episodes, but also I just didn't like the show. <laughs> I didn't. There was there was like very little I liked about the story going on in the first like three or four like story episodes. I think episode six is the last one I've seen. I think. Six or seven, Oof. I don't remember. But yeah, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, it it lost me. Like I don't, I don't like any of the characters. The story was like just, I don't know. Nothing grabbed me about it. I like Bosco. I hate Bosco in this. I <laughs> absolutely. He is he is probably the biggest reason why I stopped watching it. Ah, okay. So for those of you who are uh, not aware, um, the actor who played Bosco in uh, Gokaiger also plays a space pirate of sorts in Trigger and is treasure a prominent hunter. character. A treasure hunt. Okay, sure. But listen, <laughs> if you're in, if you're going through space and you're hunting treasure, that makes you a pirate. I'm sorry. Not necessarily. I mean, what do you go and what is it? Do are we going to categorize Indiana Jones as a pirate now? Uh, well, you know, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I will. <laughs> Colonial pirate. Okay, sorry for the tangent. (laughs) Anyway, um, but no, he was. It it was. It was his character. I didn't. I mean, it just felt out of nowhere and just like annoying. And then also how everybody reacted to him. Just it was just really bad acting all around. I just I didn't like it. So, I mean, I I will watch certain things. Like I I want to see the episodes where like reboot show up. Shows up. Oh, those were good. Um, there was another one that I, another couple of episodes that I wanted to see, and I know that, I mean, it is next generation Tiga, so Tiga shows up in some form in the show, so I want to see that. But yeah, this show is just nothing about it has really grabbed me, and even like Zet, like Zet, I liked because I liked the character and stuff, but like Brody said, I didn't like the story wasn't like great. I thought the story in Taiga was a lot better than Zet. Mm. Um, and Taiga had better, like, just... Over, overall, Taiga was just, I think, a better show. But Zet was really fun to watch. Like, there was, like, yeah. really cool episodes. And, like, the characters were, like, fun to follow. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I was excited to watch every episode every week. Taiga, I mean, uh, Trigger, I'm just kind of like... Ah. And also, it hurts even more because... Trigger is the first show that I bought a toy for, <laughs> for Ultraman. Like I've never mm-hmm. bought a, an Ultraman like device. It's the first one I bought, mm-hmm. and then I end up not liking the show, so I'm a little bit salty. Hi, <laughs> okay, man. The Sparklands is a cool toy. There's it's a really cool there. toy. It does. It. it I, I listen. The Sparklands is by far my favorite thing about 
trigger from the little bit I've seen. It's it's <laughs> listen, it's a gun, it's a it's a baton. It makes you a giant of light. What's not to like? It even takes USB drives in the bottom. <laughs> USB drives? They the they got well, that that Yeah. Produce. The, the, the transformation item they use is be- <laughs> I was making a joke about oh, it. Okay. Like, take, take a USB drive, let's sideload on some common Rider forms. <laughs> but yeah, I like the I like the trigger toys, but yeah. Um, I, I'm interested... Uh, uh, I don't know what to say about trigger. I need to... I probably what, will the, watch it at some point. What makes me but... slightly salty was, is that um, I was having a discussion with Brody like months ago about the nurse to say. I was like, Oh, it probably won't transform. Don't command ships don't do that. And then it does. I'm like, all right, he should. Pretty sure showed me. Ha! <laughs> ha! Uh. Listen, if there's if there's anything I know, I know my transforming ships. <laughs> I mean, that ship looked like it was gonna do something. Like it was way too <laughs> intricate did. to be like just that thing. Like the, the back of the toy has like, a camera built into the head of the dragon. That's that's a neat gimmick. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, looking like looking at a picture of the nurse to say, it's like, I mean, it's 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 got basically legs and like a weird trident looking thing coming out of it. Like there was no way it wasn't gonna transform. Like it looked like a ship that wasn't intended to be a ship, <laughs> or not intended yeah. to be only a ship. Yeah, like, listen, spaceships they don't have legs. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think. All right. So, Tika's twenty fifth anniversary, and coinciding with Trigger, um, going up five years later is Ultraman Cosmos celebrating mm-hmm. his twentieth anniversary. Um, I don't know if the episodes were available outside of the U.S., but um, they were. But Tsubaraya uh, did start putting episodes of Cosmos on their YouTube channel twice a week. Uh, wow. Unfortunately, I fell off after episode twenty just because of work. But you know, it, I think Cosmos just sort of um, reached the top as one of my, as I think my favorite Ultraman overall. And Mebius is a hard one to beat for me. So go Cosmos. Do you mean like so? So is that favorite ult, favorite like Ultra or favorite Ultraman show? Favorite Ultra. Okay. I, I I gotta say I I haven't seen enough Ultra I, I haven't seen enough of the Ultra series to have an opinion, but beyond just really liking Zero and Jeed. So Cosmos's thing is he, you know, he's dubbed as the the kind Ultraman. Um, a lot of the times, uh, to finish the fight, he doesn't destroy the monster, but he calms it down and keeps oh, it from raging. Oh, that's right. That's right. Didn't Jeed have an ability based on that? Um, I think it was Jeed. Maybe it was Jeed. I know that Ginga had uh, Ginga Comfort, which had a very, which was a very similar style of attack, which would, like brings peace to the you know monster or whatever he was fighting. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the shows nowadays that that do like that use ultra powers. Whenever they use Cosmos, it's more of a healing thing. Yeah. Which is cool. It's a cool way to do something different with it, yeah. Yeah, whenever Sugiyoda comes back to reprise um, his role as Cosmos, you know, there's also a sort of big thing that comes up, you know, showing kindness. Um, 
the linear fighting. I know I know Jeed had um he had his fusion rise acro smasher, which was Ultraman Hikari and Cosmos. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is when he had the power to like soothe monsters. Yes, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Thanks, Brody. Smash what was it? Smash Moon Healing? Something, Something I'm like, like I'm like scrolling through the wiki trying to figure it out. <laughs> You know, I'm over here trying to see if Cosmos was available here or not. I feel like it was, but it could be wrong. Yeah, Super I, Super I has been a little picky about what gets shown outside of Japan, which does, which what doesn't. But um, yes, uh, maybe it's, uh, Cosmos twentieth. There was a special event a while back. I don't remember much of it anymore, but I do remember the trailers for it. Um, mm-hmm. and then lots of. You know, re-release of merch as we see often see um, during anniversary years. Like, hey, did you miss out on this series the first time around? Here's your chance again. Yeah. So, you know, costume pieces, um, costume pieces mostly, but also like you know, charms and other kinds of goods and decor. True. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing that post when we did that. Yeah, and then. Going up to 15th is Ultraman Mebius. My favorite before Cosmos took its place. Mm, I still need to watch that show, man. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard about it for decades. Well, Mebius decade is a great entry point to the Ultra series. Mm-hmm. Um, Oops. I mean, it, it, I mean, it doesn't have it. to be the entry point, but I think, you know, if you have never seen Ultraman before, you know, maybe this is a great place to start. Brody's acting, like, Brody's acting like if you don't watch the right show, you just can't get into the franchise. Like, <laughs> well, I done messed up. I'm not an Ultraman fan. Well, it's you, all my fault. If case, you messed up with Kamen Rider a long time ago then. <laughs> Excuse Are you talking bad about Gaim? I'm just saying, it's, I mean, it's a pretty high show to start with. Gaim like, sets unrealistic right. expectations of the franchise. Yeah. Okay, okay, true. <laughs> but in all fairness, my second show was Forza. That's still a pretty a good, show. good show. Anyway, anyway, anyway. You need to see some of the crap. I'm not, I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying it's at the other end of the spectrum. Actually, that's making it sound like maybe it's crap, which it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, maybe, maybe it's as great. Um, cast is... Just all around solid. Mm. <clears throat> um, you know, it's a longer running series. It was back when Ultraman was still trying to do four year show, full year show. Um, right. So you there's, you had lots of time to get to know the characters, and um, you know, to see them develop and grow together. You know, we get that sometimes with new generation shows, but it's a lot harder when you're on, you know. 25-ish episodes as opposed to 40-plus. Right. As we've seen with Trigger, where we've seen almost no character development for any of the crew besides the core trio. Anyway. Hmm. Um, so Celebrate Mebius. Uh, dude, you know, for how popular Mebius is, it's been surprisingly quiet um, with things regarding Mebius. Uh, hmm. There was a manga anthology um, that came out a few months ago. Um, that was, uh, you know, manga penned by, um, Mamoru Uchiyama, you know, he passed away a while back. It was just all of his works compiled into one volume for the anniversary release. So that was, right. that was 
cool thing for them to put out. Um, then the Mabius movie, Mabius and the Eight Ultra Brothers, that was on YouTube as well. Not for Japan, and I don't think it was for the U.S. either. But, you know, for friends really? for friends of mine who live in, like, other areas of Southeast Asia, you know, they were watching it and very happy to be able to watch it with English subtitles through Tsuburaya. See, I know that they they had made the announcement that they were launching other Ultraman uh, channels uh, for other specific languages and that they were going to be uploading different stuff to those things. Yeah, I'm. I, it's interesting that they chose to not do Mabius across all channels. Then, yeah, I, I mean, I wish I knew what was going on. I just feel, I, I feel it's especially strange for you know English subtitled episodes to not be available to the USA. Yeah, you know, like, you know, like, um, uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent, Cosmos. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but you know. Did, did did we did we, did we nail down a NordVPN sponsorship yet? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten to that YouTube status yet. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, smash that like button. Yeah, on our non-existent TechNet YouTube channel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But uh, no, maybe maybe it's got some love, which was nice. But I was very surprised not to see more. Yeah. If they had done a couple more uh, releases or even just having Mabius and the eight Ultra Brothers on the uh, North American uh, Ultraman channel, that then maybe the manga anthology would have made more of a splash because you're hearing more Mabius stuff. I mean, but the manga is also you know, only in Japanese, so that's, oh. the, the relevance is questionable. That's... That's fair. It's it's not it's not exactly like um like how we've been getting uh Go Ranger and, and Kamen Rider manga. Yeah. That, that I mean that cool. was those those came out this year, right? Yeah, um Go Go Ranger was back in the springtime ish and Kamen Rider if did Kamen Rider already come out? No, it didn't come out, it got pushed back actually. Yeah, yeah, uh... it's still still a pre order. Yeah, because I have the I have the Go Ranger one. But Same. I'm actually I'm staring at it right now. It's on a it's on a stack of books on my PC tower. I yeah. should really not be stacking <laughs> things on my PC like that. <laughs> um. Uh yeah, according to Amazon, release day for Common Rider is January. So soon. Okay. Um what I've heard about maybe because it I've heard what I've heard about Mabius maybe is that it's a part of the original universe like it's yes. in the same universe as the original uh eight ultra that's why it has that movie obviously um whereas yeah. like tiga um, dinah and gaia and i guess some other ones are not in the same universe yeah so the cool thing about ultraman is that um they do the marvel thing and the dc thing well yeah i mean there's there's an implied multiverse so you have you know, you have characters crossing dimensions to to, to, to do team-ups. It's not like Sendai or Rider, where it's all seem to be in the same universe, the same Japan. Unless you're Geo, or, well, yeah, Geo or Decade. I mean, exceptions aside, yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole multiverse thing um, is, you know, part of the, uh, the premise of the Ultraman franchise. Mm. That's why, that's why in um, Zet, for example, you know, you had uh, 
when Jeet first came and uh, met with Hebikura, I was like, oh, what are you doing on this earth? You know, it sounds very strange that, you know, if you're not, if you didn't know that, you know, yeah. why is it this earth? Why is it not, why is it not all the same earth? Like, no, they aren't all the same earth. It's all earth, but just, you know, different universes earth. It's all very confusing. It, listen, I I think it's self-centered of us to assume that we are the only earth. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it just, I remember when I first was trying to get into Ultraman and people, you know, were recommending it. Maybe if they would explain that to me and I'm just like, uh, I'm going to watch Nexus instead. <laughs> I mean, to, to, to explain that one a little bit, since we're on the topic, um, the way maybe this opens up is that monsters haven't been attacking for years. Mm-hmm. You know, the def- there's, a, there's a defense team as, you know, a safeguard. But for the most part, there have not been any monsters until the first episode of Mabius, when a monster appears and Mabius right. arrives on Earth. And the thing with Mabius is that he is a brand new Ultraman. Like, he has not been doing the Ultraman thing for a very long time. And a lot of the story of Mabius is Mabius learning, you know, what it means to be an Ultraman. What it means to be a guardian of Earth for the time that he's there. Because the very first episode, when Mabius fights the monster, Mabius unknowingly wrecks most of the city. Yeah. You know, most of the time Ultraman tried to avoid that by taking the monster out to the mountain or something. But Mabius just, you know, runs around, hides behind a building, building gets blown up. And by the end of the fight, uh, Ryu, one of the um, defense team characters, yells at Mabius, like, what the heck are you doing? What the heck were you doing? You didn't protect anything. Look at the destruction you've caused. And, you know, that's sort of, like, the impetus of the rest of the series. So. Yeah. So, I have one question, though. Were there monsters and kaiju... Were there kaiju before what they formed their team? I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, if it's, if it's, in, it's, same, it's in the same universe as the original Ultraman series. So, oh. Yeah. So, you know, they have the experience from... Basically, they... they they have the experience from the 1986 show. At the end of, at the end of some episodes, um, the you know the team will reference records, like past records of you know monsters that Earth has seen before, um, quotes from past Ultraman that have been passed down over the years. Like Sha. No, like um, Ultraman Ace's quote of. Um, being kind and believing in others, no matter how many times you're portrayed. Oh, right. I, I have heard that quote. Yeah, that one was that came out. That one um, was said at the at the very last episode of Ultraman Ace. Mm. And you know that you know, it's stuff like that. You're like, you know, you know, someone before had said this, so it sort of implies that they're all in the same universe. Okay. I mean, because you know, so, so Ultraman was all on the same Earth, more or less. Yeah. Okay, so that then it makes a lot of sense that um, there's a Mabius and eight Ultra Brothers movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You, then there's even you know Ultraman eighty doing a cameo, um, not cameo, that you know guess I guess episode at one point in the series. But that also makes the the Super Eight Ultra Brothers movie very confusing because well I haven't seen that in like a long time, but I know mm-hmm. it has Mabius. It has the original Ultraman, but it also has Tiga and Dinah and Cos- uh, 
Cosmos? Thing? That's a different movie. That's a different movie, yes. It's a different movie. No, I understand it's a different movie. But Mabius is in it. And the yeah. original Ultras are in it. Yeah. Which Who are in the same universe. But then there's also... Uh, Tiga. There's, a, there, there's a whole returning to the Land of Light. And then Dimension Hopping. Okay. I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a long time. My suggestion is don't think too hard on it. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So taking note of the fact that Mabius is the is it's in its 15th anniversary that uh this past year mm-hmm. and the franchise was celebrating its 55th anniversary, does yep. that make Mabius the 40th anniversary series and that might be why they were doing that thing where it's so connected to the original series? Oh yeah, no, maybe, yeah, yes, Mabius was also heralded as a anniversary series when it was coming out. Okay, so so that's that's cool. So basically, Ultraman's got its thing going, uh, kind of like how Super Sentai has the Gokaiser stuff from this year. Yeah, and Mibius was celebrating the Fantasy's 40th anniversary and was openly, you know, flaunting that when it was airing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Gokaiger... Or speaking of Sentai... And, well, Gokaiger and Sentai. <laughs> of course Wait, you want to put Gokaiger in front of it, don't you? Cough, cough. It's my favorite Sentai. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sent- Super Sentai is also celebrating a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. One last note on Ultraman, Man, please. See? Okay. See? This is what happens when I try to do segues, <laughs> and you go back to the other one. Listen. Shin Ultraman comes out next May. Oh, darn it. I forgot my own bullet point. <laughs> oh, shoot. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, that's like... This is Super Dai's fault. Well, is it Subarai's fault or is it COVID's fault? Um, it's it's certainly um some forces fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Shin Ultraman, uh, written by Hideaki Anno, also who also uh, worked on Shin Gojira and Evangelion, directed by uh, Higuchi, mm-hmm. who's also done a bunch of other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. He was the special effects director, I believe, on the Gamera trilogy. And oh, okay. I believe that's yeah. I believe that's if I, my memory is correct. Yeah, he he worked on he did a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of things. So basically, Hideaki Anno is an important person, important enough, in fact, that maybe we mention him again later. Wink, yes, wink. just maybe. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know who Hideaki Anno. Is, <laughs> so. <laughs> If 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 you're listening to this podcast, you're falling you're far enough into the hole. <laughs> Super Mario Convention 2021 finally gave us a release, a theater premiere day for Shin Ultraman. Mm-hmm. After you know much delay, courtesy of COVID nineteen. Yep. Um. So yeah, command May. I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, me yeah, too. Me too. Like, I the trailers make me very curious. The trailers do make me curious. I remember waking up and seeing the trailer that they released uh, for, uh, what was it called? Ultraman Convention? Super Eye Convention? Oh, Super Eye Convention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing it and being like, man, there's a, a lot less footage than I thought would be shown here. Like, we see him doing a Spexium beam, and then we have, like, another 30-second trailer that's mostly stuff we've already seen. Yeah. I was really hoping to see more. I, 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 they, they are, they are dangling a carrot, and because they know they're going to bite. 
Yeah, I know. In the but... world of movies, <laughs> you got your two extremes showing nothing at all whatsoever and revealing the entire story. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, on, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Shin Ultraman's all about because, like, I just saw Shin Godzilla for the first time. And also this past year, I watched the original Godzilla for the first time. So I have those two to compare to one another. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Shin Ultraman does because, like, I was a little put off by the fact that they were doing a CGI Ultraman and CGI Kaiju in the original trailer. But then I was waiting to see, you know, the movie, and it just kept getting delayed. Like, every every few months, I just think to myself, hey, when's Shin Ultraman coming? <laughs> oh, believe yeah. me. In Japan, we've been asking that question for, you know, all the time. Brody, I think you should watch the original Ultraman before. Oh God, how much how much original Ultraman is there to watch? Was that a full year, or was that the yeah. same length as like? Well, it's like oh, thirty, no. uh, thirty some episodes. It's a great show. No, no. What I, I was I was worried it was going to be like a fifty to one hundred episode show. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not as long as like Kamen Rider or Sensei. Uh, okay, it is thirty nine episodes. Okay, that's that's manageable. Like, I still have to finish watching the original Common Rider, but I can take a break from that to watch original Ultraman because yeah, Shin Ultraman I mean, you comes can watch out those back to back because they're both pretty episodic. So you could just kind of go back and forth and get a bit of both. But yeah, I, I finished watching the original Ultraman. Uh, what year is this? Twenty twenty one. I think I finished this earlier this year or late last year. I don't remember. Mm. But it's it was I enjoyed that series immensely, so I'm really excited to see this. And I think yeah. I think if you watch the original one, it, especially for someone who hasn't watched as much Ultraman uh Brody, I think it'd be cool to watch that and then compare it once you get to see Shin Ultraman. Especially okay. because Shin Ultraman has no color timer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did notice that he has no color timer, and I yeah. I don't understand why. It's it's such a classic Ultraman thing. Well, the, so originally, um, Ultraman was was that was designed without the timer. Yeah. They added it on for the TV show in order to give him some kind of weakness. I see. And that's the thing about like, well, Hideaki Anno is what is he? Is he writing this? He's writing, yeah. He's writing, right? And he's like a huge Ultraman fan as, as like He's a huge Toku fan. He's a huge Toku, Toku fan in, in itself. So like him like, you know, pointing to something like that, like that kind of trivia to base to put into the whole of this movie, it's a very Hideaki Hideakiano thing from what I could tell. <laughs> from what he would tell me. No, the, the the man has a very keen eye for detail. If anything that you know, Kamen Rider intro that he did is any indication. Yeah, oh <laughs> my god. That... We'll, 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 we'll talk, talk about, about that. that let's, we'll, let's, we'll get to let's that. Let's move over to Super Sentai. Because yes. there's a lot going on over there. Um, Cough, cough, maybe it's just like Gokaiger, blah, blah, blah. Speaking of Gokaiger, Super Sentai. <laughs> Super Sentai is not celebrating an anniversary per se. It's about it's a year off of that. But we yeah. are celebrating the 45th production with Kikai Sentai Zenkaiger. Right. Technically, Super Sentai celebrating an anniversary. God, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, I've, I'm still very, I'm far behind in Kaiju. I'm, I'm probably gonna catch up with a break. 
but I've I've been loving the show a lot. I I like the characters. I like the designs. I know I know the designs are very divisive among people. Some people don't like how clunky they look. I think it's endearing. I respect them for it because that is not something like after forty four other productions where it's all spandex suits or you know with Ghostbusters not spandex suits to go to something like this is very bold it's a very bold statement and i've been saying it for a while like the last like five or six years like sentai has been trying a lot of different things whether it's Mm -hmm. like you know q ranger with like 12 different uh heroes (laughs) or lupin ranger where it's have team versus team like they've been trying a bunch of things so Mm -hmm. zenkaiju is like it's the most out there of the shows I, i in my opinion at least mm-hmm. from a design standpoint. I agree. And I mean, I'm like you, uh, Kevin, where I've, I'm a bit behind on Zenkaiser, but I was actually really loving this show. I think I just got, I think I just got burned out with Tokusatsu at some point in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. And I just took a long break <laughs> from it. So I haven't watched too many things, but I, but out of the stuff that's current, Zenkaiser is the one that I want to, catch up on Mm -hmm. i was in a pretty good rhythm of watching shows week to week until i went on vacation in the summer Mm -hmm. and that's kind of when i fell off of a bunch of shows yeah um but like i've got i've got so many zenkaiger files saved on my plex just waiting for me same actually actually the exact same situation yeah, I, I I have some opinions of, Z- of Zenkaiger. I respect it and I appreciate it, and I really love the 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 what is it the the gear slinger. Um, like I, I've literally <laughs> got such a, a hard word. To I, say. I, I, I've I've literally got a box of Sentai gears right here. Um, yeah, how's the collection coming along, Brody? Uh, it's not coming along well. I need more. <laughs> I, maybe I should have bought the diecast gears after all. <laughs> um, I I did I did order um Stacy's gun and also that that entire dark gear set. Um, oh jeez! So at, at the very least, I'll have that for the collection. But I I, I really appreciate Zenkaiger. It's you know we were talking about Hideaki Anno's eye for detail. There's a really keen eye for detail in in the Zenkaiger designs. I feel because I mean I mean no doubt we've talked about Zenkaiger on the podcast before. Um. But just to reiterate a few things that I really like about it, um, each of the uh, Zenkaijers, or well, the key, the Kikainoids, um, they have their civilian forms, which are based off of the outfits of the original show that they are based on. So, like, if you compare the look of Juran to what Geki wears in. Um, Wait, get, get, Geki? I got that Ranger. right, right? No, yeah, no, Geki and Geki. Ranger. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I don't want to mix up my Rangers. Um, yeah, it's so, not Geki from Geki Ranger. Okay, good. <laughs> so if you if you um if you compare what Geki wears in Ju Ranger to what uh to how Juron is designed, you know he's got the the white shorts and the and the the thing hanging from his chest that kind of looks like the embellishments on Geki's clothing. And if you if you do that kind of comparison with all of the Kikinoids, you'll notice all the crossover. And it's really fascinating how they accomplished that. And, you know, it's like it's obvious once they transform that they're meant to look like the mecha from those shows. Yeah. 
But the fact that they went the, that extra step to to sort of redesign the original civilian outfits into those robot designs, that's really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- there are things that I like less about Zenkaiger. I think the way they use the Sentai powers are underwhelming, to say the least. But And I also feel like they introduced to Kaiser way too early. But at the same time... I, I really appreciate Zenkaiger going so far out there to, to, to do something so different. And the only thing that I wish it did more of from what I've seen of it is, you know, sort of that, that, that plot focus. Um, it got, a, it got, it did get a little better when Stacy came into the picture and all, but at the same time, there, there's so much just like playing around with whatever monster of the week it is. And I, 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 I don't know. I just I want to see more of the plot development, and maybe it's just the fact that I'm way too far behind because we're we're coming up to the 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 home stretch now. Yeah. Um, yeah God, so it's December. It's the home stretch. <laughs> two and a half months left-ish. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so I don't know. Just I like Zenkaiger. I like its designs. I wouldn't want them to do it again, just because like it's so unique and special but i mean i i don't like i mean the one design that i don't like is the mechs i really hate the designs of the mechs like they're like like what like when they go go giant half and half yeah no but even before that when they just go giant and they transform those look terrible oh yeah yeah, yeah i they're, agree they're kind of blocky they just deformed and then they they combine and it's just like Eh, there's nothing special about that, but I I like to focus on the characters and the uh, hijinks, and yeah, just, they lose a lot of focus in the story from what I've seen, and I I I was hoping that we would get a lot more Stacy in the beginning because he seemed like he had a really cool plot going on, and then two Kaiser comes in and yeah, um, it's pro it may have changed now I don't know I, I'm looking forward to catching up. Um, Yo ho hoy. He's annoying too. <laughs> From what I've picked up on, Stacy does get a lot more attention later on in the show. Okay. So yeah, I, I definitely think it's gonna be worth catching up on. I was gonna say like as much as I I like I like what they went with with the designs for uh for Zenkaiger, I do kind of want to go back to the spandex for next year just because like I don't know. Or or do something like if they're gonna do something different, do something consistent with everybody, I guess. Yes. Mm. I don't know. I'm with you there. I I but also just for the love for the love of God, please. I I need every transformation in the next show to be the exact opposite of the two Kaiser dance because that is the most ridiculous, difficult transformation to <laughs> to do to perform just at all. It's it's awful. Also, slightly offensive. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> he does the he does the Native American like. Well, he does the. Whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, I, yes. I know what you're referring to. Yeah. I'm I'm not yeah, I'm not really sure where that came from. Like, why is the space pirate doing that move? Where where why? It yeah. looks lame. And also and also can be offensive. But I, I think that the point that I like the most about Zenkaiger is the design of 
Zenkaiser specifically, because that is like the perfect fusion of elements from Sentai history to create like a representation, like like just just a, a someone to represent the culmination of the series up to that point. You know, it, it was one thing to have Aka uh, Red, mm-hmm. but but it is but like looking at. Zenkaiser, there is so much that is just so retro about his design from the yeah. go fr- from the Aka Ranger visor to you know he's got the 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 V antenna coming off of him like classic robots and whatnot uh, and a little bit common rider esque um, yeah. and then he's all but then I I I know I know that some people are mixed on the chest armor I think that it's a nice. Um, it's a good accent to the to the rest of the suit design, and I and I like how his suit is mainly white, but it's got those rainbow streaks through it that give it this. It it really does say, you know, classic Sentai. Well, it is like that is taken from Big One, right? It, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, big Big One. It was mostly white, and he had like the rainbow visor or yeah. something like that. I, I dig it, and I also think it's a bold idea to make. You know the leader of the team, not the Red Ranger. For one, yeah. <laughs> like that's really cool, and I kind of hope that they continue that. Can we take a moment to make fun of that 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 special where they tried to point out all the times that the technic that the leader of the team wasn't red? <laughs> Can we make fun of that for a moment? I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that? Oh, so th- this was the um the special with uh, Zenkai Red. Okay. Where they basically they they did a recolor of Zenkaiser where yeah. it's it's he's red, mm-hmm. um, and there was some some new guy who transformed into Zenkai Red and he's like I'm the true leader of the Zenkaisers, and he transformed the Kikinoids into humans, okay. and uh, or, or I, I forget why they transformed into humans. I have to I might have to rewatch it, but at the near the end, you know, um. At this point, Kaito is really doubting himself and whether or not he should be the leader of the Zenkaijers because he was also flashing back to his original uh, appearance in that that Zenkaijer Super Sentai movie thing. Yeah. Um, and and you know when he first appeared there, Aka Aka Ranger was like, "Wait, why are you white? <laughs> why are you not red? red?" And and so he was flashing back to that, and he's like doubting himself. And then uh, Tsuruhime appears from uh, from Kakaranger. Uh, yeah, thank you. And she's like, yeah. So I was the leader of the Kakarangers, actually, not despite popular belief. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and also look at all of these other heroes who were the leader of their team and also not red. And you see, like, <laughs> she she read Orion. <laughs> It's like, hold on a second. That's a stretch. Red is literally in his name. But then who else is it? There's there's uh Time Pink. Time Time Pink, technically, yeah. There's yeah. Ninja White. Who else would there be? Those I mean, those are the most notable, for sure. Well I guess I guess kind of met well, I would have said Magic Green, but it's mostly because he was he's the, the oldest. oldest. Yeah. That's a little mm. different. Yeah, there isn't that many. No, there there really there really aren't. But I rem- they had like a whole group of them shown in the special. I'm trying to find the the, the image Yellow? of it. Maybe. Mm, no, Don was definitely the leader for that one, despite 
Yeah, but she always acted like the... She was the mom of the group, but not really the leader, in my opinion. But yeah, but uh, um, yeah. P- point point being that was it was just kind of a funny moment where it was like, hold hold on a second, that's not exactly right. But it, it would be cool if they played with the colors more, and if this like was like a soft way to introduce that idea, and then mm-hmm. like next year, or like whenever, because there's rumors about what's going on next year anyway. But at some point, if they like made like the Blue Ranger the leader, or you know. Uh, I found it. Pink Ranger, the other range, uh, the leader, or something like officially. Guys, I found it. Okay, <laughs> I found it. Okay. <laughs> they, so, so they have Battle Japan because his suit is mostly white, but like with he's the one with the red accents. Yeah. And, and then they have like um a uh, live live man. I think that's live man. Yeah. Oh yeah, his is mostly white too. Yeah, but he's still red. He's still red. They have Patron Ichigo here. <laughs> they're, 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 uh, okay, I, they're, they're, they're spoofing the fact that they're red, but not not completely red. Okay, yeah, uh, it's like it it, it, it rings count. a bit hollow. <laughs> it, it, the, the, what they were trying to do, it rings a bit hollow when they when they go to that point. Like they they should have just kept it to Sudorhime, Big One, and like Time Pink. They could have had, and it would have worked. Pretty much, because yeah, I mean. They didn't. I don't even think they had time pink in the shot at all. That's messed up. I mean, you know, just it's it's all for the jokes. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but they but they were trying to really sell it in the episode, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's a way to make Kaito feel better for being mostly white, mostly white colored. Yeah. yeah. Um. So outside of Zenkaiger, uh, we also had we had a Gal Ranger festival. Yep, celebrating year. 20 years of Gal Ranger. Gal! So, so as part of the Gal Ranger Festival, they had a stage show that was a crossover with, um, I believe they had um, Zenkaiser, Stay Caesar, and Two Kaiser all uh, teaming up with the Gal Rangers. Okay. So so they had the Gal Rangers in, in that stage show. And it was the whole thing was put together by Gal Black's actor, like he was the producer. Yeah, okay. I mean Sakai has you know as leader of the um, vocal group Jinretsu, Jinretsu, you know he does a lot of production and leading for that. Right, right, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. They have a kind of event planning. If I if I remember correctly, um, he had said that part of his motivation was the uh, the fact that they weren't able to hold the hero show last year. Or, or or it was threatened to not be held because of COVID, and he wanted to help bring it back for the fans because it had been this annual tradition since Abba Ranger. I mean, also, um, this was at uh, Wakayama City, right? Uh, that sounds correct. Because normally these kind of things would happen in Tokyo at like uh, Tokyo Dome City or G Rosso, but they had to do right. this on the other side, you know, the quote unquote other the other. The western side of the country. Yeah. Oh, well, I but I think that that, spa- that that space also had a tradition of hero shows since Abba Ranger. Yeah. I think I think that's what that was about. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. It's true. You have been wrong before, but I think you're right, dear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I get credit where credit is deserved even if it's backhanded. But I mean, uh, we we would we would be remiss to mention 
uh, this festival without, you know, addressing a bit the elephant in the room, which is, the, you know, the incident that happened at the festival. Where, yeah, uh, that was unfortunate, to say the least. Um, Sakai touching the butt of the suit actress in uh, Gao White's costume on yeah. stage. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, it was it was recorded and shown on and shared on social media, and yeah, it was it sparked a lot of controversy, and it was just a terrible thing to see. It's a it's a real bad look coming from someone who's supposed to be one of Earth's heroes, right? And it's like one of those things where you know, one, it's it's sexual harassment, and but also yes. the fact that everybody. Like, the crowd was kind of laughing at it. Like, it was some kind of joke. Like, that's the part of the video that just, like, really, like, unnerving. For me, anyway. It's hard to hard to uh, dis- sort of describe. Like, I know that the culture of, of Japan is oftentimes behind in, in the progressive sense. And also, it's possible that, like, most of the crowd probably thought that that was just a scripted moment or something part of the show, whatever. But it, but like the, the that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> you can clearly see that she was not a part of that joke. You don't script all. that kind of thing ever. I know that I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm <laughs> not here to make excuses for anyone. All I'm saying is like, I could, I could see how the audience didn't pick up on what went wrong there, but it's sad that they didn't. And it, and it shouldn't have happened. And it should yeah. be addressed by Toei at some point, but who knows if that's going to happen. It's It's been a while since it hit the yeah, news. It's... Unfortunate. They're probably just waiting for it to... for people to forget about it. Which is stupid. Terrible. I agree. You know, the, that's, that, that isn't an aside. I thought... Um, it's really nice when to see you know all the actors coming back together for stuff like this. Yeah, it is, oh, and like, like most of them are like most of them are usually like busy, and like doing other things. But yeah, uh, Brody, cause I, don't, I don't think you were in the country, Kevin. Brody, did you go to the first Japan Heroes, Japan World Heroes convention? I've I've never had the chance to go to Japan World Heroes. Okay, because I, I went to the, yeah, the first, first one. one was in, what five years ago? Yeah, twenty seventeen. No, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. Because uh, remember, Kevin, it's 2021, not 2022. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, no, you're right. I, I, I've been in Japan for five years. I knew that Japan World Heroes started while I was I'm in Japan. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. No, I, I need to be better about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Gal Red's actor was at the first Japan World Heroes in uh, I got to get a, I got to t- like kind of talk to him a bit and go to his panel and get like photo and stuff with him. He's a really nice guy. He's really oh, cool. cool. Yeah, and he was like he his, his panel. It. His panel was so much fun because he just told a bunch of stories about being on set and he talked about coming back on set for Gokaiger and stuff. It was fun. I I love moments from those kinds of conventions where you see Sentai actors with their Power Ranger counterpart. Mm-hmm. Oh, we almost had something similar where, who was it? I think uh, Fukuzawa, who played, who was the suit actor for Gal Red, was doing yeah. a bunch of, uh, he was doing a bunch of uh, 
you know, poses. And everybody was kind of telling yeah. him, you know, you know, do this pose, do that pose, do this pose. And then he was, do- someone said, do Gal Ranger. And it was like, oh, if we can get the Gal Ranger actor to come in, we they can do it together. It's like a really cool thing. But I think he was in another interview or he was away. So they couldn't bring him into the room ah, to do it together. What a shame. I was hoping for that. <laughs> I, think, I, I think there was a time when um, when, when uh, Tyranno Rangers actor was at the same place as um, Jason's oh, from Power yeah. Rangers. That was Power so, Morphicon, yeah, I think. Yeah, because okay, yeah. I think we were... I think uh, Paula was there, I believe. Yeah, Paula was there with some with a, a few other people. It was pretty funny because they were doing the pose and like the power coin popped out. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can see that on our YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but yeah, I I love seeing those moments because I yeah I remember when the first time the Zoo Ranger uh, cast came to America and they they met the Mighty Morphin uh, actors for the first time and they did that whole thing. That was really cool. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, Brody. It's your time. Can we talk about can we can we talk about the pirates now? <laughs> you can talk about the pirates now, Brody. Piracy is bad. <laughs> Pir- yeah, listen, what's wrong with you? Pi- piracy is bad. <laughs> Buy the legal That's DVDs why... and Blu-rays. How dare you? <laughs> piracy is bad, but the Gokaijers now they ask they ask permission. They ask permission now to use their to use the other team's powers. So are they pirates uh, anymore? Up, up. Um, they are pirates, but like, they are the the they're like pirates that are a force for good. Like you know, the Empire Zangyak is bad. <laughs> I mean, come on now, <laughs> Brody. I think the term I think the phrase you're looking for is honorable pirates. They are they are revolutionaries. That's not. The oh word. man. <laughs> so. So ten Gokaiger happened. Um, it's been ten years since Gokaiger aired. We we did a podcast about it back in like what February, I think. Um, time is and subjective. Time is sub- <laughs> yes, as as we've seen with me clearly. <laughs> so so we so we did a podcast about Gokaiger's tenth anniversary back in February. I put up my Gokaiger review independently. Uh, just what the no- end of as November. Month. Yeah. 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 Um, and so now here we are talking about it again because boy, it was it's been a year for Gokaiger. We they got the ten back. the we got the uh Kaizoku Sentai Ten Gokaiger movie, which was a movie about, you know, the Gokaijers coming back after ten years. Yeah, ten years later, basically. Yeah. And Marvelous has an eye patch. Gee, I wonder why. You'll have to watch to find out. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um and the along with Ten Gokaiger, they are getting a new. They get a new power up, um, which is you know it's it's kind of hard to call that a spoiler because literally if you want it, you have to order it with the DVD. So like you know you get the little Gokai Gokai Galleon key that opens up into a big Gokaiger emblem mm-hmm. with the four with with like four different colors in it. And each Gokaiger gets like a different piece as part of this uh, tra- as part of this upgrade. So and and so you may be thinking to yourself, well, hold on, how could they have known ten years ago that they were going to release a Gokai Galleon key? Well, that's where they didn't, and that's why they're re- they're releasing a uh, uh, Memorial Mobirets 
which is coming with you know new updated sounds uh, for all the teams since Gokaiger. Uh, or I guess since Go Busters is more accurate since Go Busters was included, and so they're they're also releasing um, keys for all the Red Rangers from every like all, every, every leader basically from mm-hmm. Go Go Ranger up through Zenkaiger, and that yeah and yes that does include both Lupin Ranger and Path Ranger, and I'm just waiting for the announcement that they're doing the same thing for all the other colors so that I can give all my money to our Lord and Savior Bandai. Are you really going to buy all of them? If they release it, I will. All of them? Don't test me. I mean, Brody, like, I I want all the blues because blue is my thing, but... I want the full collection. I want every hero. (laughs) As much as I'm also hoping for this, just to have my chance at the blues, I don't see it happening. That's like 5,000 of them. (laughs) I, I know... But the thing is, whenever listen, the way you live in a I house work, or an apartment, <laughs> <laughs> like where do you get the room for that? <laughs> I, I, okay. Admittedly, I'm gonna need a bigger treasure chest than the one that I currently have. You have a treasure <laughs> chest? Well, technically, okay. So, <laughs> at a convention, I bought an Ocarina of Time replica, and it came in this chest. Oh man! And uh... so I. So I'm using the chest to store my ranger keys. Is it filled up yet? Um, not quite. It's got it's got some space left. I I, I haven't spent a ton of energy collecting ranger keys. Um, Weird. Until this year. Well, yeah, until this year. If <laughs> listen, all, all I'm saying is, if they release, if they give me the chance to own every ranger key, I'm not gonna turn that down. It's much easier than tracking down the old ones. I have I mean, exactly one ranger key. How do you have one? What do you mean, how do I have one? The Mobirits comes with three. You think I have a Mobirit? Why do you have a ranger key? Okay, what ranger key it is, is it? cool. What I, ranger key is I it? I have re-ranger. Nice. And I okay. bought that at Japan World Heroes because they were selling it, uh, a vendor was selling it loose. Basically, it was like mm-hmm. each one was like a dollar or two. Oh, yeah, I mean, I Brody, I mean, besides the DX keys, you also have the Gachapon keys, which are a lot cheaper. Yeah. I don't know which oh, one right. I have, but I just know I was like, I want, because it was at the end of the day, it was the last day of the convention, and people were closing down, so there was like, you know, they were putting stuff flash on sales. sale. They were, yeah, yeah, flash sales. So me and George and Tony, and we were like all like just scrambling around to see what we could get for cheap. And <laughs> someone had like a bunch of like Ranger keys. I think I was I was definitely low on funds because I had to fly back, and mm-hmm. yeah, I remember getting exactly one I think, and that's about it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brody, I'm the same way. Like I bought Ranger keys with Mobirates because um, the Ghostbusters ones, for example, those come with their uh, wind up toys. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so I got good. So I got Blue Buster and Red Buster that time, and then I have uh, five others. Mostly blue. Okay. I mean, I was like, I had to get a Die Ranger one if I was going to get one. Yeah, I mean, so like, so yeah, basically I have, well, two of the keys are still back at um, my parents' place. Yeah. But I have, you know, five with me in Japan plus uh, two new souls sitting on my, sh- standing on my shelf, so. 
I, th- I think the best way I can describe why I want to own every Ranger key is just the satisfaction of having a complete collection. Like, oh, I get that. Sure, I c- like, sure, I could have bought just one or two Rent-A-Girlfriend figures, <laughs> or I could have all of them. Including the worst one. I don't know why I don't know why you do that to yourself. Including the worst listen, it's just she listen, she may be the worst, but when she's standing alongside the other three, it makes for a really good display. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> very very quick aside. Um I have like all my anime girl figures and my Yodona figure, and in in the middle of them all is uh my half opened up cyborg common rider figure and just like <laughs> wait it look it look it looks like common rider's a pimp <laughs> half open yeah yeah it's the it's the one where it's like it's it's um it's ichigo and he's got like half of him is like you see all his robotic inner oh innards. half exposed i thought you meant like the box was half open i'm like why <laughs> is the box half open That's- Confusing. Okay, I got you. No, no. Sabrina, I knew what you meant, but more of a Terminator thing. Said, I made this I got the same picture as Yaz did too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oops. Did you half off or? <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. Cut everything in half. Tengo Kaiger. Tengo Kaiger. Um, Kevin, did have you, you seen got... that in theaters? I did see it in theaters. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish I could have seen it in theaters. That would have been awesome. I, was, I mean, it was just, I mean, you know, I, like, Go Catcher's good. Um, definitely my, probably my, my top ten, I'd say, of ones I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. It, maybe not, maybe top five. But, um, you know, it was just very nostalgic just seeing, you know, everyone on screen again, you know, doing their usual nonsense. Yeah. Especially, like, because we did that, we did that Go Kaiger, uh retrospective podcast, so... That gave me a chance to rewatch Gokaiger, and I did end up appreciating it more than I did originally. So seeing them come back was really cool. Do you get the sense that like just every one of them loves being part of the team? Because like they've come back a few times now. Like yeah. we we had yeah. we had Marvelous and Luca in uh, Super Sentai Strongest Battle, and we had the whole yes. team back in in uh, in Juoger for two episodes. Yeah. It's like them, uh, Magi Yellow, and like Ryu well, Ranger are the ones who come back the most. I, I mean, like. Magi Yellow basically lives a toy at this point. Like he I mean, is, he a is super the he is the official like representative, right? Or like ambassador? Yeah, he's a super sen- he's a super sen- yeah super sentai ambassador. Yeah. He is Mister Super Sentai. Excuse you. No, I'm just saying that it was very funny when you ever, whenever he comes back, um, because you get little nods of him, uh. Of him, you know, doing things referring to his past roles. Yeah. So, like, um, in one of the Ghostbusters movies, I think I, I think it was one of the Team Up movies, mm-hmm. where you know, each of the Ghostbusters gets a different robot, and yeah. you know, in him as Jin or a Beatbuster, he's in uh, the Magic King. He's like, wow, this is nostalgic for some reason. Like, oh, I see yeah. what they did there. <laughs> or That's in um, Ten, in Tenko Kaiju, because the Colosseum uh, element of the plot. There's a fight where both Beatbuster and Montiello lose in the same fight. <laughs> so you see him as the announcer crying. You know, this is his uh, co-MC is like, "What's wrong?" He's like, 
I don't know. I just feel really, really sad for some reason. <laughs> like, oh, man. It's a good callback. He, he has fun with that. <laughs> no, he does. It's, just a lot, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I, so, I, so I still have yet to actually watch uh, Tango Kaijer myself just because, like, you know, finding the time to sit down and, and watch it and download it and get it get it all set up. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> not download it, watch it the, the right way. I'm going to go to Japan and, and sneak in and go to the movie theater, obviously. Movies, Piracy is bad. Theaters. Piracy is bad. What, what, it's out of theaters? It's been out of theaters. That's like a limited thing, right? Well, fine. I'm going to import a DVD. <laughs> These cinemas only stay in theaters for maybe maybe a week or two at most. Oh, I see. It's like those limited time anime releases in the oh, US. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's super, super limited. Okay. Well, um, then as far as Toei, as far as, as listen, <laughs> as far as Toei is concerned, I'm importing a DVD, but I will watch the movie. Um, and I'm very, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm very excited. I just I want a moment to sit down when I don't have anything else to worry about, and I can just really immerse myself in Ten Gokaiger. How did I watch a Gokaiger thing before you? It's because I want the moment to be just right. <laughs> That's fair. It's, it's, That's fair. I I you know get you know set out the candles, sprinkle the rose <laughs> okay, petals. That's, okay, all right, that's enough. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> moving on. Yeah, we don't need to hear about your date with your wife though. Okay. Waga Senki is a movie that came out. The big anniversary crossover movie between Zenkaiger and Commander Saber. Yep. Celebrating, basically celebrating Toei more or less. Mm-hmm. If I have to be honest. Um, so lots of returning cast members. We had uh, Shinken Green, Kirame Blue, uh, Zero One, the 40 Majina from Den-O, um, I, I, uh, Raptor, and uh, Ryu Commander. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I'm forgetting more, but you, 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 lots of... A lot of people. Lots of cameos, lots of characters showing up. Plus, surprise, Revice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he shows. I mean, that's typical of the common writer, of most common writer movies. Um, it, it it is. Although I gotta say, the next uh, series writer shows up to show off a little bit. That that mu- that much. Yeah, you you you're right about that. I got. I just gotta say, if I were in Japan, going to planning on seeing that movie. When it was come, when it was getting ready to come out, I would have been a little annoyed that they that they put Revice on the poster. I mean, it was. I mean that there, it is part of the hype, part of the anniversary. I guess so. Especially I mean, because after, especially because after Senki had finished, there was an extra segment, you know, specifically for Revice. You know, basically, is episode zero more or less. Oh, well, not really episode zero. Like he already had the driver. More like a one point five episode. I, I well, that's more accurate, but timeline wise, it doesn't really fit like that. But I, I don't remember at this point. Anyway, it, it, like, I'm assuming that it falls into the same space as um, the first time we see Common Rider Ghost, and he's going on an adventure with Common Rider Drive. Kinda. Okay, second. Okay, okay, second time we see Common Rider Ghost. I'm sorry. A- anyway, so you know, it's it's showing up for Vice, showing up, you know, how he transforms, his form change. How he and Vice interact. It, you know, it's it's basically our first well, you know, if you watch in the theater, it was been your first time seeing, you know, the actor and 
Rudervice in action. So we're sort of kicking that off before the big press conference mm-hmm. and then the TV premiere of Rudervice. Right. So like it's like the sneak preview of sneak previews as far as Comrade is concerned. How was the movie? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, there are elements where it's like very much um, superhero Tyson esque, where it's you know, like it's loose and, it's, and some of the plot points are loose, but you sort of nod and go along with it because you know whatever. It's a giant mashup crossover movie. It's you sort of come to expect that. Yeah. Um, but Fujioka showing up at the end was great, doing the the very clean Comrade Number One suit. For the movie, that was yeah. great too. There's a lot to appreciate. Um, DVD Blu-ray are out now, so maybe maybe we do a watch along when it when it's available to us. Yeah, when someone picks it up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd, that'd be fun. Yeah. So since it is this was superheroes and was a crossover between Sentai and Common Rider. Let's talk about Common Rider's anniversary. Crossing over into Common Rider, you mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the segue that I was trying to do. Once again, you stepped on it. We're we're riding into our next topic. No oh, god. Kamen Rider celebrating fifty years of age. Fifty years. Common Rider, you're old. <laughs> How dare you? No, I, I, I'm sorry. Listen, listen. Toei has been pushing Comrider so hard this year, though. You really have. It's been it's been a year. Holy! Like, like Tokyo Film Festival, um, you know, you had what was it, like Skyrider and like was it X and Amazon showing up to do like a little talk thing. Yeah. And. Yeah, you had Fujioka showing up multiple times for events. Yeah, there was one with uh, with Fujioka, uh, right to was it Amazon? V three, V three, But wasn't there one with also like uh, Zo and not Geo, but like Zo, Zo and or, or J? Not Zo, sorry, Z Cross. Which one was it? Oh, is it Z Cross? Ah, oh, I I'm not sure. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I can remember it. The names. I, 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 I just I remember there was a lot of events where we saw a lot of the show actors show up together. Which is yeah. Really cool. I am Amazon. <laughs> when, like the week after the, you know, the 50th anniversary date, you know, there's mm. a bunch of Twitter messages from people involved with the franchise, you know, celebrating it and uh, recounting their experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're still translating some of them. I know it's been months, but... Mm-hmm. Translation is hard work, and we have volunteers, friends. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you, Brody. <laughs> I'm the only one clapping. I'm, I'm, the, only one I, I'm the only one I can hear. It, it's okay. I, 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 can, I can sense... I can feel Yaz clapping from his heart. Okay, okay. <laughs> um. I clapped! I clapped! <laughs> Uh, I, did, I did. I did hear it once. I I did hear it. Um, I I think the 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 best place to to really start talking about the 50th anniversary though has got to be that one big, big press conference from last spring. Oh, you mean you mean the three event announced the three different announcements we had? 
Yeah. So, so like, basically, uh, this was my perspective. I'm trying to sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm wake I wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason. I I'm hearing all the Discord sounds going off on my computer in in my bedroom, and I'm like, what what is happening? Like it's a lot of Discord Wait, messages, Discord was mind still you. Open on your in your desktop. Well, I mean, my computer was in sleep uh, mode, okay. but like well, I could still let's, hear let's, it. Let's do this in chronological Wait, order. If it's okay. Sleep? Then what, why would the notification still be up? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go in chronological. Let's go. Let's go in chronological order. So um, that day was the day that I was going out to see the Cherry Blossoms with a friend, with a few friends. So I'm on the train, you know, as the announcements are going on, and the very first one is Hootopii anime adaptation for 2022. Right. And you know, as someone who has been following Comrade Double forever, huge fan of the show, been following the manga, you know, this was. Huge for me. Yeah, it, I think I, I think it's just huge in general because like well, I mean, that, yes, I, but that, especially, that was also the first thing. <laughs> well, yeah, especially for you. Like you have literally been there for for the beginning of double. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've D- been a fan double, for that double long. Was, I, I, I consider double my true entry into Common Rider as a whole. Yeah, so for you, it's like especially special because it's double. For for me, I've just been saying for years that we need a Common Rider anime. And one that is not done like the Ultraman anime on Netflix, despite the fact that it is good and I appreciate the people who worked on it. I just like to see my hand drawn stuff. Is so, it going to be hand drawn? Um, I hope. I'm sure. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's bound to be some digital elements to it. That's just how anime is done these days. Yeah, but um, looking at the poster, it looks like it's going to be hand drawn mainly. I mean, the animation studio is the same one that did uh, was it Super Cub? Super Cub. So Super Cub. That the way that anime worked was they the studio had teamed up with uh with Honda to make sure that their that their Super Cub uh bikes in the show were accurate to real life, mm. and those were done with CGI and like you see a lot of the shots where they're riding on their bikes and it's CGI, but it's mainly hand drawn. Okay. So I think we can expect a, a similar approach for this. Um, maybe they'll do more CGI when it comes to like transformed fighting, but mm. only time will tell. I hope I not. Hope I, not. I, I hope not. Cause I really love hand-drawn anime fights. Um, yeah. that's, that's just me. I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be cool either way, but I would prefer to see a hand-drawn Kamen Rider anime, especially like after seeing, like, I, I always bring this up. The, I saw the sequence from the, the nin- the ninja girls versus boys special where it's like pre-cure animation for a little bit. Oh yeah, that was a thing. And that made me realize, holy crap, we need Super Sentai and Kamen Rider anime. So I'm so I'm like su- so we are getting it. I'm I'm so hype. Yeah, like Futa Pi is the first Kamen Rider anime, so hopes for high. And is, that it, was is well- it based off of a manga? Is that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Futa Pi or Futo Tante. Uh, for the Japanese title, Tante meaning detective. Um, the manga is a sequel to Comrade Double, the TV series. Okay. So, so um, you know, bad guy is defeated, um, but a new enemy appears, and um, Shotaro and Philip are back to work as Kamen Rider, basically. Cool. So, yeah, we have the, the new female character, Tokime. Um, she has... Amnesia doesn't remember anything about her past or her origins, but 
the bad guys are after her, and Cumber Double is protecting her. Um, cool thing about the manga is that you know it's not called Common Rider because the intention was to make it uh, accessible to non Comrade fans who are reading it out of the magazine. Right, 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 right. So a lot of the first several chapters, you know, as he's changing forms or um, things or like characters come in, it's Akiko, uh, you know, guiding Tokimento as to you know what's happening, why it's happening. So you know that's, that way people can, you know get into the series without having to have watched the series before reading the manga. Right. So it's, yeah, it's very, it was designed to be accessible with having, you know, your brand new character who has never known Kamara Double. Yeah. And plus they're partnering with Funimation for this. So chances are, we're going to see the very first, or correct me if I'm wrong, the very first Kamen Rider English dub because it's an anime and it's Funimation. And chance, I, I I just think chances are high. I don't I don't think anything's been announced yet, but no, I'm expect yet. I'm expecting an announcement that we're going to see an English dub of this one. Hmm. More than likely, I I mean I I would not. I mean if Funimation's doing it, I would not. I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Will they yeah. say henshin or transform? Oh God! Oh no! To be determined. Oh. To be henshin. determined, and then and then infinitely memed. They'll say Hanshin. Hanshin. <laughs> and they'll be called Cayman Riders. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Toku HD, but you're forever known for it. <laughs> so that was the first um, big announcement that day. The second one was Comrade Black Sun. Yeah. Yeah, as Brady, Brady and I have been talking a, a lot this podcast, do you want to talk about Black Sun? Okay, real quick before we get into Black Sun, I just wanted to oh, say sorry. one more thing. So, like... I mentioned how the Discord messages were going crazy. Like, people were texting all of their reactions to the presentation because no one wanted to... I assume no one wanted to talk over the presentation, and also it was late in the U.S. Um, and so... I'm I'm just hearing the... Like, going off on Discord. And, um... I, I, so, I, so I get up, and I, and I open up the app on my phone and I'm scrolling through and the first thing I see is the, is that Futo PI announcement and I'm just like wait what <laughs> what's happening right now <laughs> and I get on and I pull up I get my earbuds and I like hop into the voice channel like actually, actually yeah I, I, that's think, I think you guys were were you guys in the voice chat no the thing was like I like uh it was early in the morning it was like five in the morning or something, no, six in the no, morning Brody, what you're thinking of is for the last announcement was it the last announcement? Okay. Yeah, that was the really, really big one that everyone. No, because because uh, I was I was I was streaming it for the team. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So you weren't. So voice chat was going then. Yeah, voice chat was going. That was for the last announcement. We were flipping out. Well, we we, <laughs> every we'll, we'll, well we'll we will get to the part where you describe what you were flipping out about. I'm just going to say <laughs> that when I jo- when I joined the voice chat, I was just like. Guys, I just woke up. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I did not expect that. Like, I, there's, w- there's got to be some kind of meme of just like someone hitting someone unsuspecting over the head with a board. Label that board "Common Rider News." <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, they they had leading up to the announcement, they said there was like three different items that they were teasing, yeah. and each one was being like revealed one by one. And the first one, yep. I think, was Futo Pi. 
Yep. The second one was Kamen uh, Rider Black Sun, which is a reimagining of Kamen Rider Black. But Correct. It's, is it is a reimagining, right? Not like a... Is it reimagining? Is that a sequel or anything? Oh, kind of like Amazon's? Mm. Yeah. Kind of, right? Amazon's used... is was a completely different character in sort of reusing the designs. Mm. Black Sun is... Is you know Kotaro? Yeah, it's going to be the same characters, just a reimagining. Interesting. I still don't know if this is a movie or a series. Though, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm always confused because one time they say it's refer- referenced as a series, one time it's referenced as a film. So I don't. I, I I don't know why we started we started calling it a series when the Japanese was not clear on that to begin with. I don't know. Assumptions. Yeah. The, the, the Japanese term is. Um, Shinsaku, like newest newest production. Mm-hmm. So it was like we're producing this thing titled Commander Black Sun, and for some reason everyone just sort of thought, "Oh, it's gonna be a series." Like, just watch it be a that. manga. Watch it be yeah. a manga. It'll it'll be a novel. <laughs> you don't need a director and special effects director for a manga, Brody. Yeah. Okay, that's the other thing. Uh, Shinji, uh, not Shinji. Sorry, Kiyotaka Taguchi, who has been a. Uh... Uh, you seen him on Ultraman. He's he's big set. on Ultraman. He's a big like special effects director, and he's a director himself. He's attached to this project, which is, has me so excited. Yeah, he is a special effects director for this. Um, yeah. Concept design is by Higuchi. Yes, you yes. mentioned earlier for uh, Shin Ultraman. Yep. And director, I'm, I didn't I didn't know these. I did the interviews. And also. Uh, Recently, like I think in the last month, we had another uh, event where we got more yeah. details on Black Black Sun. We got to see the design of the bike. Got decided to see the design of the suit, design of the, the belt. Belt. Yep, that was Tomashi Nation's twenty twenty. Did they also announce the CSM belt? Uh they uh, the 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 retro the old one, right? Right. Uh no, that's not CSM. That's not CSM. Uh, oh, did they announced the CSM yeah, yeah. Black Sun belt. They showed a picture of it, um, but nothing else has been announced for it. It, it, was, it, was, it was their usual, this is coming. Interesting. Yeah. I'm So I, I found the design of the belt interesting personally because, like, I went and com- – my, uh, my first instinct was to go and compare it to the old ones. And I it, it's hard to see the similarities. It, it seems like a very different approach. That probably just comes from the modern design sensibilities, right? Well, Hikuchi said in the interview that he was trying to figure out, you know, what does this world look like? Why are there monsters? What does a world where these monsters exist would look like? So I think that's part of the reimagining where, you know, it's borrowing a lot from the TV series because that's what people have seen. But he wants to have it make sense in a different way. Yeah. Do we know when we're supposed to be expecting Black Sun? Uh, next year. Sometime next year. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if so, all right. So, so let's be clear then. Brody has to watch all of the original Ultraman, the rest of Common Rider seventy one, Common mm-hmm. Rider Black, and Common Rider Black RX. Yep. You don't need a black. Uh, you don't need a black RX for a Black Sun. Really? Yeah, it is. They've it's it's based for off black. Of black, I think. Black or X shares the same characters, but is ultimately a different series. Oh, okay. But watch it anyway. <laughs> give I, more work. I, I don't know. I will. I, I I will. I'll get around to it. 
And so yeah, no, no, big name on the cast, and uh, big name on the, on the crew, um, and also big name actors too. Like, yeah, these aren't these aren't like brand new actors. These are well established actors you've seen and you could see in like Japanese dramas and movies playing yeah. these roles. So it's really, I'm re- I'm really excited for it. So how about that last announcement that woke up Brody in the middle? Yeah. The last announcement <laughs> was Hideaki Anno. Where'd I hear that name before? <laughs> famed director of Evangelion, which I still haven't seen. Shin we Godzilla. mentioned earlier in this podcast. <laughs> right. He is going to be directing Shin Kamen Rider, uh, which is supposed to be coming out in 2023, I believe. Yes. Uh, so when they first announced it, they just showed like a, a concept. Teaser visual. Yeah, yeah, just a visual that just had Comrider in a big tattered trench coat. Uh, but again, in the last, like, I think it was in October, I believe. I think. Or the yes. September. This fall. Sometime this fall, they should, they had a presentation where they revealed the actors uh, they revealed the design of the suit, uh, the design of the uh, the bike, and they also they gave us, Shinji, and also <laughs> Ano gave cre- us our very first teaser. He recreated the original 1971 intro with the new designs and everything shot, pretty much one for one. Yeah, we even got to see a bit of the Spider Man that we will see. In the in the movie, yeah. Hey, Freddy! No spoilers yeah. for Spider Man. <laughs> oh, you're funny. That's the big twist of No Way Home is that Hongo shows up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See this? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out, come out of this movie and just come back to you guys. So it's apparently connected to Shin Kamen Rider. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so to further, to not just visually, the trailer, you know, um. Recreated, recreation of the opening from 1971's cover series. Uh, the actor, Sasuke Ikematsu, sings the opening for this, uh, yep. for this new trailer, just as um, Fujioka did for the first cover opening. Yeah. So, really like, cool. Eye for detail, down to the nitty gritty. The fact that they've, they've like, recreated even the like little rocks that are in front of the first shot of like we've said it before in our previous podcast, but like, yeah, the attention to detail on that thing—it's just like I'm really excited for this. It feels like I think there's something that George said is like it feels like it's gonna be a big production movie kind of thing. Like it had that kind of feel. Yeah, to how they're going about it. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, it's it's gonna feel more like Shin Godzilla than probably Shin Ultraman. I feel like Shin Ultraman. It's a big movie. It's gonna be a big movie. Oh yeah. Something about it feels different. I don't know. I'll not explain it. I think it, the 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 key difference that's noticeable from what we know already is that Shin Godzilla and Shin Kamen Rider are both both appear to be leaning very heavily on Tokusatsu techniques specifically, whereas Shin Ultraman appears to be u- utilizing more CGI and whatnot. 
Well, I mean, Shin Ultraman, like, I mean, Shin Kamen Rider, uh, sorry, so many Shins, Shin Universe, uh, Shin Cinematic Universe, S. Cinematic Universe? The Cinematic uh, Universe. Anno Cinematic Universe, ACU. Um, but no, uh, Shin Godzilla, it was all CG. Like, there's maybe like one practical shot of, of, of Godzilla in it, if that, but it was mostly CG as well. But they did use a lot of techniques that were like, Use. So, but I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Ultra, Shin Ultraman, where it's going to be a lot of uh, Tokusatsu techniques, but just, you know, with CG characters. But it will be like mocap. But I believe that's what they were doing, right? For, yeah, I think for so. Ultraman. So it's going to be a similar thing. But yeah, I feel like this, I mean, this one is, looks like it's going to be a lot more of a practical movie, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is, this is the one I'm excited for the most, I believe. I think I think a lot of people are the same way. It's like we just want to see more of this Shin Kamen Rider. I think um, there there's a lot that that there, there there's just a lot to to, to pick out from yeah. that teaser. Um, like I was I was on Discord with my cousin just talking for like a couple hours, going back and forth, watching this trailer over and over, and like you know, comparing shots and whatnot and, like, doing little comparisons on the outfits. One of the key things that I noticed at the time, and I'm trying to, as I'm talking, I'm scrolling back to find the screenshots I took, um, it appears that there seems to be a much more cohesive design aesthetic to the Shocker creations. And so, like, you see shots of um, the, uh, not not the amazing Spider-Man, the mysterious (laughs) Spider-Man... (laughs) <laughs> um, and you, so you see shots of him and he's got like, he's wearing leather. He's got like a, like a jacket vest kind of deal on him with like the spider bits on his head cre- and a, and kind of a gas mask that create that you, that's used for the base of his mask. And it's, it's, it's a very different approach from like the original Spider-Man. Like if you, if you look at his, the original picture from Kamen Rider of, of that original, uh, Kaiju, Kaijin. Um, or I guess cyborg is the correct term. Um, I mean, they kind of did something like that too with the first, right? Where they had they had, they did have Spider Man there as well, and he was also very grounded in his design. What's really cool also is like you you notice little details like the pattern on the jacket vest that on that's that the Spider Man is wearing mm-hmm. is very clearly a reference to the stripe the stripe pattern that the original Spider Man uh, cyborg was wearing, and then also if you if you like com- I I don't think I have any really good clear shots of this in particular, but I think he's also like wearing a belt like. Uh, common rider wears and Uh so like they they both have they both have kind of the same biker aesthetic like the 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 leather look and and whatnot to it with the belt pulling it all together it's 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 very cohesive and makes it very clear that these shocker monsters are created in the same way as common rider himself and i think that that's just a really cool detail in the in the design that's even noticeable just in this teaser right i i think my one complaint about shin kamen rider is that i really wish that it came out this year because i mean yes. having that be a 50th anniversary and then having 
Shin Kamarai to come out in 2021 would have been amazing. Mm. I agree. Sacri- sacrifice Shin Ultraman for Shin Kamen Rider. <laughs> I mean, Shin Ultraman is coming out next year, and that's not really an anniversary of anything. That's true. I I think just everything got pushed way down the line. I think I think it was just well, I think it was just timing of like because I mean they, it's, I'm sure they probably sought out Anno to do it, but he had to he already had Shin Ultraman, so it was probably just a timing thing. Um, probably. Either way, it's coming out in two in about a year and a half, two years or whatever. Get get hype! It's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. We 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 gotta do like are we are we gonna do a review podcast or are we gonna do a watch along podcast for that one? Because boy, we gotta do something. <laughs> I would probably do both. Who knows, man? I can see us doing both somehow. <laughs> we um, we could do both. Yeah, um, I def if I. If I did that, I would. That would not be my first time watching. Like my first time watching it, I would have to be alone so I could just focus on it. I wouldn't want to have to like have like I seven agree. other people on my in my ear watching that. Oh, I God, agree. No. Although, although I probably I probably want to like have my cousin over at my place for that because like he's also a, a, a oh yeah, a yeah. no, fan. Yeah, of course. But we'll I definitely do that. Movies with that's, we'll definitely do something for that. But that's way down the line. Uh, something that's a little bit more current is. Uh, another celebration that they did was Conrader Beyond Generations. Ah, yeah, I just saw this last night, actually. You did? Yeah. Well, the floor is it's yours. It's fresh in your mind. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beyond Generations is our Conrader uh, Revised Conrader Saber team up movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, celebrating 50 years of Conrader. Conrader uh, Century comes from the year. 2071, 100 years after the very first Kamen Rider has appeared. Um, I don't want to spoke too much on this podcast because I, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it doesn't really top my list of, you know, Kamen Rider movies, but it's enjoyable. Right. Um, you get a lot of the family aspects uh, that Ikki is uh, really big on from Kamen Rider Vice. Um, you have the cast. You have some of the saber cast visiting the um, bathhouse. That's kind of cute. Then, uh, but I think the most, the biggest piece of news that people were really excited about when it got announced was Maito Fujioka, uh, Fujiko's son, um, playing Takeshi Hongo in the 1971 scenes of uh, Beyond Generations. That's just, man. That is just amazing. Yeah, so you'll see, you see Maito, you know, dressed up in the whole, like, blazer and stuff, just like his dad did. Um, yep. Doing the transformation pose with exactly oh, yeah. the same time. Doing the number one, I'm doing the number one pose, transformation. He, like, I, I think he, like, he deepened his voice to make him sound, like, more gravelly, like he would have in the you know, Showa Era series. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was, it was him dropping his voice or, like, a dubbing over to make to you know add to the um nostalgic effect but either mm. way it was either way it was a very nice touch i think and then um yeah just seeing him transform and fighting that was good stuff i saw a clip today from i think an interview that they did where mm. uh both uh fujioka and his son both did the transformation together oh nice oh it 
I've said on Twitter, but it gave me chills just seeing them two together. And they both like, yeah, it's so good. And yeah, he does. He does seem. To, I, th- I don't know how, what his normal voice is, but it does feel like he's lowering it a bit to match his father, which is like, I mean, his father is has such a like bass and booming, <laughs> commanding voice. You know what I mean? So, but no, he they did it perfectly. He matched the energy of Fuji of his father. It was great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see him. Send send me the link to that video. I need to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put it in the description. There's now. a lot of love for the franchise in that family, and it's it's amazing to see. It's so good. It's it's really nice when when you have that kind of situation where just everyone's on the same page, rather than maybe you know you know there there might be situations where someone could be not as happy to be trying to live up to what your parents did but like to see that love that that infectious love of the series in that family that that's really cool i love it yeah where we we what did we do to deserve the fujioka family (laughs) uh speaking of family revise fast and the furious Nothing matters more than what is in this room right now. It's all about time. <laughs> Salut, familia. <laughs> so, alongside Sorry. Trigger and Zenkaiger and Kirimeki Powers, celebrating Comrade's 50th anniversary is Comrade Revice. And the way Here. you know that is because there's a 50 on his belt. And on his armor. And the Igarashi pose makes a 50 because his open hand is five fingers and his closed fist is zero. Really? Yeah, that's the that's Igarashi pose. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the one where his left hand is open in front of um, his right hand. As it, as it makes, as it makes a closed fist. Yeah, it makes a 50. I know that for a very long time, there's been the conspiracy theory about how every common Rider belt and transformation item was counting but this time it's for real guys. I promise. <laughs> Look for it. It's it's very blatant. It's a one time I'll agree. <laughs> so there's so a big fifty thing going on. Are you guys watching it? I was. Uh mm-hmm. I enjoyed what I saw of it. I'm gonna be honest. Uh Saber sapped a lot of my energy. And I just was not ready for Revice. Like, Revice was looking like I didn't want to have any part of it at the beginning. <laughs> I, I I understand that I need to watch it and that, like, I need to give it a chance. Like, I always, always give a show a chance. But just after Saber got me the way it did, I was not ready for Revice. <laughs> and so I, I still haven't started it. I'm not watching I've I think I've mentioned it before that I'm not watching it because of the voice actor for Vice. Um, I've tried the first episode and it, I didn't think it was very good. I've seen I've seen the episode where the new writer shows up. Um, but I kind of skipped new writer? <laughs> There's like five? Uh, the, the, wo- the woman who's the karate master or karate student. Oh, John. Whatever. John, yeah. I saw yes. her debut fight scene and that's about it i haven't watched anything else but i've 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 kind of just written off the season 
pretty much, so I'm not really watching it. But I would like to ask, like, for what you've seen, how how are they celebrating the franchise? Like, what are they doing, and is it done well? So in your opinion? the big thing, uh, uh, similar as with Decade and Zio, you know, other anniversary series, mm. um, the form changes are are heavily inspired by the custom designs of past common writers. So, um, you know, there's revised uh, base form with the Rex genome. Right. Um, then you have Megalodon, which has a very much a, a decade designed to revive, and then the Megalodon being represented by Vice. So you have the writer plus animal duality going on between the two of them. Like a Pokemon trainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did did I break you? A little bit. I have to think about this one later, Ed. <laughs> um, but um, so you have that. You have Kandizaki, who is the you know the technician on the cast. Um, he you know, designed the driver system for a revise, and. Uh, makes the stamps that he uses to change forms. And Kardazaki is a in-universe Kamarada fan. Okay. You know, you'll see him playing with like, you'll see him playing with the uh Kamarada number one figure arts here and there. Mm. Um as he's talking to other characters. Um like, is there, is there, there's definitely lots of callbacks um you know to past writers, but for the most part it's trying to be like its own series. Right. Yeah, someone with Mabius where you know, it's Mabius is doing own thing, but other kids will come in every so often to give advice or give guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like uh, Decade and Zio where you have world hopping or guest actors coming in. It's just you know we're doing other things to celebrate uh, the franchise besides okay. bringing back actors. I think that's a good call on Toei's part because like. It it wasn't that long ago that we had Geo, and Geo you know, was very much all about the anniversary stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Z was only. I mean, Z was also celebrating just just the Heisei series. That's, yeah, that that is true, but also having something like that too close together. Oh yeah, no, that that would not have worked. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad they took a little break from that aspect at least. But they did. I mean, they did have. Um, they did reference the first series with the. Um, so like, Kamara Demons has you know his vice stamp is of a spider. Oh. Kamara Live slash Evil uses the bat. Right. Oh, right, right. I, I get it now. Uses the cobra vice stamp. I did not pick up on that at all. I really should have. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a big thing when um, they were getting reviews. Like, oh, we have you know references to the you know first most edible kaijin of Kamera seventy one being turned into Kamen Riders. Yeah, I will say that the designs for like his form changes. Well, some of them are really cool. I feel mm-hmm. like they're they're really they're they're they still look like they're a part of Revice, but. You see elements of the previous writer, which is something that I'd prefer this approach than like Geo's, where it's like just two Tech freaking on. huge guy guy memories on the shoulders. <laughs> just like... 
You gotta give him points for consistency at least. Nope, I'm not giving <laughs> I'm not giving Gio any points. <laughs> but oh, it's your favorite show. I will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I, th- I mean, I I would definitely want to catch up on Revice soon. Yeah. Um, for myself, I I like Iki's character. I like how he you know fights for his family. Hmm. I would say the people who are watching, who I've seen watch it, seems to be enjoying it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also, like, I already, I already knew um, when I left Superhero Senki, and they showed, you know, that special with Vice at the end, that yeah. Vice was going to be very um, divisive. Like, there were going to be people much. who you have. I knew, I knew, I knew from watching that, you know, before I knew about Kimura or anything, that people were either going to hate him entirely for how he acts mm-hmm. or people are just gonna be like okay about it right i've right, met right. very few i've met very few people who actually like enjoy vice as a character right like i'm like for me like i'm lukewarm on it like he's there sometimes he's okay other times I'm like just shut up but i don't i don't outright hate him sounds like the show would be better without him <laughs> I think Vice as a character adds an interesting element to Icky as how they play off each other. Yeah. But I definitely think that I would have liked Vice to be less of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fourth, fourth wall breaking kind of thing? I mean, fourth wall, I mean, that's fine, but like capricious and childish. Okay. Like Momotaro, you know, he was loud, but he like, he wasn't like, I wouldn't call him childish per se. Yeah. Vice is very much, I am a child, I want to do what I want. I mean, like, Ryotaros was that, but not as annoying, I feel like. Like, he was a spoiled brat who kind of was, like, did what he wanted, but he also had, like, an evil side to him. Like, it was... Yeah, yeah. Like, Vice tries to be evil, and then they try to rein him in. Mm. Ryotaros, I thought, was just more, like, mischievous. But there was a part where he was like, there was, at least in the beginning, they were hinting at him, like, wanting to kill everybody kind of a thing. Like, he was like, yeah. he was kind of like on edge, like no one knew what he was, his real motives were for a while, but then they kind of scrapped that and just made him the kid of the, <laughs> the show kind of thing. Yeah. Now, like, Vice, Vice is very, con- very constantly, I'm going to do, I want to do what I want, I want to go wild and free. Yeah. And he's like, No. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very much of a babysitter dynamic sometimes. I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, there are things to like. There are things to dislike. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we've missed, uh, anniversary-wise? CSM Cyclone Belt G zero one Blu-ray release. Uh, Cyclone Belt. Uh, I think I wanted to just mention that you know. Fujioka had a very, very nice interview regarding, you know, his, um, you know, being Takeshi Hongo. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that was my first interview translation that got, like, quote-unquote viral. Yeah. When I, was, when, I was, when I was working on it. That was a nice interview. It was, oh, God, I, I, def- I definitely wanted to cry at some point. I was just reading it, not just translating, not even translating, just reading it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And then, uh, not anniversary specific, but, you know, Comrade news-wise, Zero wanted to come out on Blu-ray. Ryuki yep. is on Tokushatsu. So you can watch your Comrade with English subtitles. Yep. I've already got my Blu-ray uh, pre-ordered because it's going to come with a poster. I Same. want it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I hope that the... I, I, I'm very curious to see how they handle uh, Aruto's puns. It's doable. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, but it's it's very exciting because, like... I, I, the Zero One Blu-ray announcement came like around the same time as all those other big 50th anniversary announcements. So we got the announcement of like, hey, Fudo PI coming and also in partnership with Funimation. And then right after that, hey, Zero One Blu-ray coming. And it's like, wow, getting a lot of localized Common Rider stuff. This is great. Yeah. When's when's Common Rider double getting subs? <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, those are all the points I had to bring up. Cool. I mean, yeah, 2021. It's a big, big year for Tokusatsu big anniversary. Year. Yeah. We'll see you in five years when we do this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's um, time we'll have the 55th anniversary for Comrider, probably the 50th, 50th production, production for Sentai. Sentai. 60 years of Ultraman. 60 years, years of Ultraman. Girls Heroine. That's going to be something yeah. to say. So we'll see you back in five years. <laughs> our our life is a constant cycle of the same anniversaries <laughs> of an- anniversaries and explosions and cool costumes. Time is a flash. You have circle. an anniversary. You have an anniversary. You have an anniversary. It's almost like every show is just an anniversary and not its own thing. Anyway, <laughs> the, the the real anniversary was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> and on that confusing note, thank you for listening <laughs> to the episode of Token It Podcast. Thank you, Kevin and Brody, for joining me on this episode. Of course. Always a pleasure. And we'll see you on the next episode of Token It Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Johnny. Tokusatsu Podcast is the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network, your source for official Tokusatsu news and media. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can always find Team Tokenet online on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course our website, tokusatsunetwork.com. 